And good morning and welcome to Visa Capital 5 Minute Morning Miner. It's August the 25th. It's Wednesday. Uh, markets are pretty quiet and Paul's gone on holiday to all places, Dover. Um, anyway, there we go. I'm delighted to say that we've got Ollie this morning. How are you, Ollie? Yep, all good, thanks. How are you doing? Uh, well, I'm not going to Dover. I'm sorry, I can't, can't get excited by Dover. Watching a few ferries maybe going in and out or some migrants landing on the beach. Anyway, uh, big news today probably is uh, Anglo-Pacific, which has had uh, some results, but also Julian Traeger is going to step down next year. What's your take on all of that, Ollie? Um, well, the results are, um, I sort of say, so they're, they're um, fairly uninteresting in the sense that commodity prices haven't moved that much in the sort of averages in the period for them. And the earnings are 1% down in dollar terms, although they are changing their currency, reporting currency from uh, pounds to dollars. So in sterling terms, they're down 10%. Um, it's always important to remember currency impact of uh, commodity investing, and that rather highlights it. Um, share prices uh, up 2% year to date, and they've held the dividend flat which is a quarterly dividend at 1.75p, which is where it's been uh, for each of the last quarters since since the start of um, Q1 2020. Um, but yeah, as you say, the, the, the big announcement is the uh, change in, in leadership. Um, and I guess you wouldn't expect too much change in strategy from whoever comes in as there's already been a big shift um, in what Anglo-Pacific's been doing towards battery metals. Um, they picked up uh, exposure to vanadium, uh, to nickel, and most recently to cobalt. Um, when Julian Traeger joined Anglo-Pacific in 2013, a tough time to, to join given where we were in the cycle, um, 85% of revenues came from coal, from the from the single asset Kestrel. Um, and so the portfolio diversification since then is pretty impressive, but also it's a, a, a big sort of transition to suit the, the current trend, which is battery metals. Mm. I mean, it's interesting you said about commodities, but actually, I mean, uh, coking coal prices in, in the year to date are up 120 percent. Um, 90 percent of that has been in the last three months. It's gone ballistic. Thermal coal is up 102 percent year to date as well. So, I mean, they've done very well from that. Obviously, Boise Bay, which is the big cobalt acquisition they did, um, you know, cobalt's up 20 percent. So the fact these interims aren't that great, and he he does actually comment in the statement that he, he feels um, that uh, the first half results do not reflect what appears likely to be a strong year for Anglo-Pacific. But I mean, the stock actually since May, it peaked at about 160. We're now down at 126. Uh, it's been slightly disappointing. The market's taken this news very badly. Uh, it's down just over 4p or 3.5%. Um, it's you know you do question slightly where where it's going to go from here i think um i think well yeah it's 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 very difficult when because 
as well, the CEO's comment and, and quote highlights the fact that uh, the coal price has, has done so well recently, and clearly that isn't reflected in the share price. Um, and it highlights the quandary these companies in. They, they're also um, highlighting how little of the portfolio is driven by coal, just 19% now. Mm. Uh, and that is the challenge that all of these companies which have coal in the portfolio are facing at the moment. Um, and how to position yourselves is is difficult. It, it is a tricky one. And um, I, I suspect, I mean, I don't think the stock, I think the stock, well, it's demonstrating at the moment how important Julian was. Uh, I suspect it'll go very much to sleep for quite a long time, unfortunately, now, and just tread water. Um, but in general terms, these royalty plays are normally quite good investments. And actually, in fairness, whilst, you know, and I think the last, you know, coming in at 2013, as you mentioned, was very much bottom of the market. And, and um, you know, his first few years running the, the show were very, very tough and the share price went down. But from 2016 onwards, actually, it's been a pretty good performing stock. So he was definitely demonstrating that royalty companies are, can be good in a in a fairly dull market, shall we say. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think the next one to watch out for is Elemental Royalties, which is um, currently just on the TSX market, I think has an OTC listing, but it's an English management team. Um, so really, they should be looking to dual list on Aquis. Oh, Ollie, this is why we've got you on instead of Paul, isn't it? You've got the message, dual list on Aquis. Look, I tell you what, if you want a dual list on Aquis, the point is this. It's going to cost you very little money because it's uh, Aquis recognises the senior exchange. Um, we can do it very, very quickly for you. It's just a couple of weeks work and it gives you access to all basically of the London institutions because it is a fully recognised London stock exchange or London exchange, shall we say. You can't call it the London stock exchange uh, and the institutions want to back it. So frankly, it's a no brainer. So if you're listening, think about getting a dual listing on Aquis and think about doing it with VSA. Ah, oh, that was an advert. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to comment on today? Because that really was, I think, the news of the day, wasn't it? It was. Uh, just one bit of news out from Australia. Um, some infill drilling results from Blackstone Minerals, which is probably the most exciting nickel sulphide uh, development project around at the moment. Now, these are infill results, so they're not um, going to move the share price too much as the... Um, it's, it's it's not sort of new information in, in that sense, um, but very strong results. 375 metres at 0.3% nickel, uh, pretty much from surface from two metres um, deep, um, and a whole raft of others, 211 metres at 0.4% nickel, um, 106 metres at 0.3, just showing that this is a seriously large um, deposit and some of the step out holes are starting to show some promise as well that they could extend that and this is all feeding into a PFS which I think is due later this year or early next um, that's that stock is up 22% this year while uh, nickel prices has bounced around but is up about 15 mm. I mean, I think we, it's very easy to forget how important Australia is for the whole resources industry. It is, it's basically a massive resources 
whatever country it's so big and there's still plenty of resources to come out of there and of course it's politically safe it's it's tied into the western world um you know which is why the asx market is so strong at the moment i'll tell you one other ollie was was here that's been uh, quite unbelievable this year is late resources asx listed actually there of course in south america lithium brines but uh, i'm noticed they're up 715 percent year to date um done extraordinary well we obviously did used to um, and we took them around China when, unfortunately, you know, um, China went off looking for lithium. Now it's back on again. And something like Lake Resources, I think if we took them back to China, we'd get a phenomenal uh, reception. And if you've just gone up 700%, you need to go somewhere new uh, to find new buyers. Yep, that's that's certainly true. And, and uh, I think lithium sentiments in the last week or so has really picked back up. It's been a bit sluggish over the last couple of months with the sector consolidating um and 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 these direct extraction plays um have really taken hold and, and and caught people's attention um over this rally which they didn't in the previous previous lithium bull market so it would be great to see one certainly advanced to um pilot production and uh and and beyond and i think that when we looked at late that first time the thing that you should always remember with lithium is that the brine evaporation technology which people see as the sort of incumbent benchmark only really became prevalent in the 1990s so this industry has continually changed and added new um techniques so people shouldn't necessarily be afraid of of new processing technologies. Mm. Uh, look, our, our Shanghai office is crying out for to, for lithium companies to um, take round uh, China again. Uh, and of course, we have got coming up our big conference in in uh, Beijing, October the nineteenth and twentieth, uh, in collaboration with Africa Mining in Daba, our Shanghai Mining Club, uh, where obviously we get over a hundred Chinese investors come into the the hotel and the conference centre. And we then, through a hybrid system, do virtual videos and presentations into them. Been very, very successful, and companies should join up. Again, costs virtually nothing, uh, and the return you get by seeing your share price flying higher is fantastic. That's two adverts in one day, Ollie. We've been talking for 10 minutes before today. Uh, we'll speak again tomorrow. Yeah, terms and conditions apply. Speak to you yeah. there. Yeah.